we're not going to try to look like all of the cool newsletters that are over designed and all that stuff. We're going to go back to old school black and white email that just looks like I sent it to you from, you know, Outlook. For Monday, February 25th, 2019, this is episode 31, Simplify Your Marketing, email and more with Melanie Touchstone. Welcome to the Beatle Moment Marketing Podcast, a short weekly exploration of marketing, technology, and career. I'm Emily Bender. I answer to no one, and I make this for you. Let's get on with the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Beatle Moment Marketing Podcast. I'm here with a very special guest, Melanie Touchstone. Hi, Melanie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. So today we'll be discussing how you can simplify your marketing, your messaging, and your content to make your brand stand out from the clutter and sound more like an actual person. So Melanie is joining me because she's an absolute whiz with anything to do with marketing, digital, social, especially email. And she has over a decade of experience leading brands and digital marketing. Right now, Melanie is consulting for Touchstone Digital Marketing, and she's providing strategic marketing guidance and support for companies looking to grow their brand. So if you are concerned about your messaging or whether consumers are opening your emails or how to stand out on social, Melanie is an absolute expert on all of that. So, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I <yeah>. try. <laughs> so... Melanie, tell us a little about your experience with things that have happened, uh, simplifying the look and feel or the messaging and what what happened with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, a while back, brands got really, really good at design. And so you started to see all of this really cool, slick, you know, um, design and you know, really cool newsletters and things like that. And then it just went crazy. And right now, probably more than ever, consumers are just bombarded by brands. And so all of a sudden, the things that made a brand stand out in terms of what's bright and shiny has kind of become the norm. And so I kind of did a little bit of, you know, what I'm sort of now calling a case study in simplifying things and saying, okay, um, if all the brands are doing this, what if we just take it back a few, a few notches and, you know, go back to that classic, you know, people trust people more than they trust brands and apply that to a brand and see what happens. That makes total sense. So when you talk about trusting people, what have you found with, for example, email subject lines that, that mm -hmm. sound like they're coming from an actual person versus like the cutesy ones that are maybe uh, borrowed interest from pop culture, from brands? Like, yeah. Here, let me give an example. We were talking about this before the show. There was one from, I think it was Frontier Airlines. Mm -hmm. It was like, I've got 99 problems, but high fares ain't one. Yeah. Borrowed interest. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a fine line between being really funny and avant-garde and trying a little too hard. Um, you know, I, with, with that instance, I think that you really have to think about your brand voice and, and stick with your brand voice because you run into the issue of, you know, are you, um, 
the like dad that's coming into the party that's like, I'm a cool dad, you know, yeah. if, if it doesn't make sense for your brand, like if your CEO wouldn't say it, or it doesn't just go along with what the face of your company is, then sometimes it looks like you're trying a little too hard. Um, but I do love, you know, email personalization and subject lines has been around forever. Um, but it just feels like only in the last couple of years, like people have actually started using it. Um, and, you know, I know that that obviously, you you know, there have been case studies on how it increases open rates and, and all of that stuff. But I think it goes to the larger picture of people care more about people. And I, I recently had, did a, an audiogram on this, but basically, you know, when you open your inbox, think about what are the emails that you actually open first? It's probably not the email from Target. It's probably the email from your friend. And you know, when you see that person and the legitimacy that's there, um, you know, that's what you're gravi that's what you're gravitated to. And you never want to be a second tier click as a brand. Um, sometimes inevitably inevitably you will be, but anything that you can do to be a little bit more personal, to have empathy for your customer, I think that's super, super important. You know, what time of day are they likely opening it? What are they doing during that time of day? Are they drinking their coffee? Is it the morning? Are they tired? Is it Monday? You know, thinking through all of these kind of pieces are so important when you are establishing an email subject line. And it doesn't have to be cutesy all the time. I don't right. write all my emails to you with really cutesy subject lines, you know, that that's, yeah. Well, it's I don't not realistic. We don't have time to be that creative every time. Yeah. The number one most opened email subject line, or at least one of the tops is thank you. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I mean, I think it goes right to just sort of what we're talking about here. That's a subject line that I might send to you, you know? Oh, um, yeah. And it's also something that immediately is, you know, you're coming off the bat with gratitude instead of mm -hmm. buy this, sale this, you know, buy this for me, it's 70% off, you know, it's a, it's a simple thank you. Um, yeah. You know, I guess you could go, there is, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, I, I don't want to say, it. I don't want to necessarily insinuate that some brands are taking advantage of the fact that thank you is typically the subject line that happens after a transaction occurs, um, you know, and, and jumping in and using thank you to make someone think, oh my God, did I just purchase something accidentally or what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, oh, sense of urgency before? there. Uh -oh. Um, but you know, I, I think that goes to, you know, also always being really respectful of your customers. Right. Right. I think this is all interesting to me because what I kind of imagine, or I'm already jumping the gun on is a future where we have, I'm sorry, I have to talk about voice a little bit here. So the of voice course. assistant of the future. That's what you're where, really at, well, <laughs> among other things. Oh, thank you. Um, the voice assistant of the future, it's basically predicted that brands will be sold through this voice assistant. It will be ubiquitous and so brilliant at predicting what we need that ultimately brands will have less of a direct relationship with consumers. So things like direct mail and email marketing and social will become less important and getting the voice assistant to like your brand will become more important. And we're not there yet. Like it still yeah. matters. And there is still a relationship between brands and consumers. And um, I think, you know, with email marketing, it's crazy because you could think like eight years ago, I remember going to like marketing events and they were like, email's not dead, email's number one in 2013. But it still matters even now, like with voice, with social, with everything. 
I mean, you know, from especially working with B2B and other tech companies, like why is email still so effective? Well, I think that at the end of the day, I mean, there are only so many direct touches that you have with your customer and email is one of them. Email dominates our lives. It's the first thing we do. Sometimes it's the first thing we do in the morning. I mean, I am definitely guilty of you know, alarm goes off, roll over, open up my phone. First thing I check is email. You know, we're tied to our inboxes. And, you know, there's a lot of anxiety there too. You know, like when you open, when, when you see a notification that you've got 37 emails when you wake up in the morning um, and that's a good day, there's something to be said about the fact that it stresses us out, but it's an important and necessary part of our lives. I mean, you cannot, I, I mean, I don't know that there are many jobs out there today that don't require email in some way or another. I mean, my sister's a vet tech and relies on email for scheduling, relies on email for, you know, um, asking questions back and forth with the vet and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, I'm sure there are plenty of jobs that don't require email, but in this day and age, that's the way it's moved. And so as long as it's a vital part of our life, it's going to be a major part of branding. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what about tricks? Like if you're a marketer and you're using email, uh, let's say you're doing e-commerce. So I think a lot of consumers know that you can, the abandoned cart trick to get a discount, yeah. right? Things yeah. like that. So, I mean, have people started hacking email where they'll yeah. like, sign up and abandon the cart and then wait for the coupon to come? Yeah. So, I mean, ever since, you know, coupons.com and, um, gosh, I'm forgetting the, the big one, but, um, you know, all the oh, retail me not retail me not, which yeah. brilliant, you know, I think they were probably first to market. So yeah. check me on that. Um, but ever since those came around, you know, the whole concept of the coupon code and all that kind of stuff has become sort of an expected thing, um, for consumers. And so, yeah, I mean, plenty of people have learned to trick the system. You can only, you know, abandon your cart so many times and then receive a discount offer before you start feeling like, you're a fool if you don't abandon the cart and get the discount offer. Um, one thing that I'm just going to like get on the soapbox about really quickly, because this is something that I think is really important and a lot of brands aren't doing, especially in retail. And that is the unsubscribe and preference. Oh, yes. Please. I beg all of you. I know that email marketers like the scariest thing is that your customer is going to scroll to the bottom and click unsubscribe and then you've lost all touch with them forever. But your brand reputation at the end of the day is so important. And when you require five clicks for someone to opt out of your email, you're breaking brand trust. You're aggravating your customers when you're not. I mean, and this is actually, you know, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble for this. But when you're not respecting these opt outs, um, again, you are really, really damaging the reputation of your brand. I, I personally think that there should always be a one-click unsubscribe option. Um, I think it's you should always have preferences um, available because you know I think it is great when you can click over and just say, okay, I only want to receive emails on a monthly basis. It's a way to retain your clients. In most cases, people will just use the one-click opt-out. But if you have, you know, if you have a strong brand reputation, if you have especially strong SEO with advertising, all of that, you know, I would prefer to have preserved the the reputation of my brand than piss off all the customers who are going to just keep deleting your emails and complain about you or worse report you and then you end up blacklisted 
Right. So you're just shooting yourself in the foot by trying to make the unsubscribe yeah. more difficult. And I get it. I mean, I definitely get it. There was like, like back in the day, we would all turn the unsubscribe at the bottom, like into, you know, the same color font as the footer of the email, oh, yeah. just so it was, or yeah. So it was it's that so much crazy. harder. To find. <clears throat> it's very, you know, deceptive. You think, it's not okay in yeah. this, you know, in this day and age, but yeah. you want a healthy email list. You want an engaged list. Absolutely. The more unengaged or disengaged your list is, the worst your open rate, your click-through rate. Like yeah. I've heard actually of some people doing something which may seem crazy, but once a year they'll email everybody who hasn't, this is a lot of internet marketing people that do this. They'll yeah. email the people on their list who haven't clicked or opened an email in mm -hmm. let's say six to nine months, maybe 12 yeah. and say, hi, notice that you're not engaged. Would love to continue doing this, but if you're not really interested in this content, then I'm gonna stop emailing you. Click here if you are, otherwise yeah. you're out. Because I don't want to waste my time and, and I don't want to pay to email that, people I, that aren't into it. Absolutely. That like re-opt-in piece. I love that. Gains so much credibility with your customers. And yeah, if they're not clicking your emails anyway, what are you really getting at the end of the day from there? I mean, maybe some brand awareness, but is that brand awareness worth it if you're coming off as annoying? Right. Um you know, I, I would love to see stats around a brand that sends their lists. 10 emails a day and is actually walking away with still a strong brand and, you know, a revenue that, you know, enough revenue or conversions that are actually making it worth the 10 emails a day, as opposed to putting yourself out there as one of the most, I mean, you're, you're putting yourself out there as an annoying brand, basically. And a and little desperate, like you have yeah. nothing, nothing to stand on. Yeah. So you're relying just on blasting and throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah, absolutely. So no good. You don't need it. You're better than that, guys. You're better than that. Yeah. Well, anything else to add or like, what's the number one tip that you would give anybody who is thinking about doing some email marketing? Um, you know, I would just say, uh, well, uh, okay, I'll go ahead and put it out there. Um, this is a sort of a, a little bit of a case study that we did a little while back where we step back and said, okay, um, we're not going to try to look like all of the cool newsletters that are over-designed and all that stuff. We're going to go back to old school black and white email that just looks like I sent it to you from, you know, Outlook or something like that. And just do a newsletter that way. We use a thought leader, someone who's already respected, use them, send, you know, sending an email saying, hey, thought you might be interested in this. The way that I might send something to you that says, hey, thought you might be interested in this. Maybe there's a link there. Maybe it's just you put the content in there quick. And I cannot emphasize quick enough because, again, inbox overload, inbox anxiety. No one's got time to scroll through your long email. Um, but, you know, open rates were so effective and click-through rates were so effective there. And I think it was just kind of refreshing for, for consumers to... Um, you know, not be inundated with 70% off and all this kind of stuff. And instead, it feels more like a like a friend giving you a conversation. A lot of brands are doing this now. Um, but I, I do think that there is a real shift happening there. And, and then that if you're not already, you should jump on board and at least try it. That's great. So the bottom line is simple works. Yeah, simple works, guys. You don't have to try so hard. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to wrap. And thank you so much, Melanie, for being on the show. I love talking with you about all things marketing as always. And everybody, you can find Melanie with Melanie Touchstone Digital Marketing. Uh, she's a fantastic 
brilliant marketer and you should absolutely call her if you need help with anything, social strategy, email marketing, any kind of digital strategy at melanietouchstone.com and Twitter at Mel Touchstone. We'll put all of Melanie's contact info in the show notes at beetlemoment.com slash podcast. And we'll be back next week with more. So thank you. Thank you so much, Melanie. Thank you. Brought to you by our friends at Pippa. Pippa is the simplest, smartest way to share your podcast or flash briefing. Visit beetlemoment.com slash P-I-P-P-A to get a $25 Amazon gift card when you sign up. And we thank Pippa very much for their support of the show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review in Apple Podcasts. You can go directly to the page at bit.ly forward slash beetlepod. That's bit.ly forward slash beetlepod. And you can rate and review, which will help others find the show. Thank you in advance. I do appreciate your review. For more about the show or to consult with me, visit BeetleMoment.com. Tweet me at Emily Bender. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next week.